0: Hi and welcome to this episode of the ONIOLO Podcast. My name is Tina and with me today are three ONIOLO Ambassadors, Tara, Natsoha and Rohit. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Who are you? Where are you from? What are you doing? What's your background? Maybe Tara, you can start.
1: All right, I will start. Yes, so my name is Tara, like Tina mentioned. I am from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and I am a Master's in Education, Student Studying Learning Education and Technology or L-E-T or L-E-T. Um, previously, I attended Simon Fraser University in um, Vancouver, Canada for my Bachelor's of Applied Science in Mechatronic Systems Engineering, and uh, that's me in a nutshell.
0: Okay, thank you. Um, Natsuha, do you want to continue?
1: Yeah. Hi, everyone. My
2: name is Natsuha. I'm from Kyoto, Japan, and I'm a first-year student uh, in the Master's degree program of education and globalization and i was a japanese language teacher before i came to this program and now i'm studying in order
3: yeah thank
0: you and rohit
3: hello everyone my name is rohit <laughs> i'm second year master students in learning education technology program previously i have done engineering in electronics and communication and i work as a science communicator for last six years before joining this program in India.
0: Okay, thank you very much. So now we know you, well as Tara said in a nutshell, very shortly introduce yourselves. So you study in the programs uh, Learning, Education and Technology, short LET or LET, and Education and Globalization, short EDGLO. In order to get to know you and your fields and your studies, and your thoughts on those a bit better. I asked you to prepare a little task, and that was to come up with a new meaning for those acronyms. We know what they stand for, but we want to know what do they mean for you. Uh, maybe Tara, you can start. What are your uh, new words for uh, the LET program?
1: In my acronym um, starting with L, I determined that that stands for lifelong, um, because that is the type of learner uh, the program. Fosters um, is a lifelong learner. So by teaching about metacognition and um, self-regulation, emphasizing comprehension and constructivism and personal understanding, uh, the program teaches students to be their own individual learning environment uh, and to carry that with them everywhere that they go. I honestly, it was a little bit difficult (laughs) because education kind of sums it up quite nicely, but I determined... (laughs) Um, that it stands for expedition or expeditionary for a couple of reasons. First, because the program really is at the forefront of learning sciences research. So it is pioneering a modern 21st century education system of sorts. Um, and second, because of the unique situation globally, there's it's an entirely new situation for all of us. Um, But it is, you know, becoming online and and distance learners and also for the faculty and our our programs learning as well. uh, We're all on this educational expedition to adapt and overcome and maintain our learning environment every step of the way. And I determined that T stands for tailored because it is a program designed such that you can craft it to yourself as an individual and you can tailor it to um, whatever you want to get out of it so that you can essentially Give, um, uh, you can get back what you give to the program. So I determined LET stands for lifelong, expeditionary, and tailored.
0: Okay, thank you very much. And Rohit, do you have, uh, can you agree with that?
3: Yeah, I can totally agree with that. And like that's pretty much sum up everything about LET. Uh, but as I have to give some different acronym, I would go for uh, Living European Trend because. Uh, In LED, we get to know about uh, new development in education technology specifically. So in Europe, we have a very different view about education and how technology can improve that. So that's why I have chosen this acronym that we get to know through our program about the trends in European education as well.
0: Okay, I really like that you actually made a sentence out of it. So it's like kind of like a slogan for the program, learning European trends. That was Rohit's take on the Lat program. That's why you had a bit of a more difficult task because you had more letters with
2: Edglo. Do you want to explain what words you came up with and why? Uh, So for Edglo, uh, for the E, I put ethics and education. It's actually one of my favorite courses' name, like title of the course. Um, We study different issues connected to education and it's one of them and in this course we reflect on our own values and also ways of thinking and we talk about a lot of ethical dilemma that's very connected to education i think it's become a foundation for all the other courses in the program so i thought it's very important to put it there Mm -hmm. And for D, I put discussions because we have a lot of discussions in the classes and then they help me open my eyes to new ideas and then I usually get inspired by the discussions with the classmates. So I thought that's also very important. And for G, I put gathering because um, people from very, very different backgrounds and very different parts of the world are gathering in this program. So that's gathering. And then also the classes feel like a gathering every time as well like even though we are connected online we still gather every time the class happens and it's a nice feeling and for Elle, uh laughter I wanted to also put learning but that's kind of obvious uh, for laughter I wanted to say because um, all the courses are interesting but also fun so we try to have fun and we laugh a lot as well so I think the humor is uh, an important part of the program as well And uh, for all opportunities, because there are very uh, different types of opportunities in the program and also in everyday classes, I feel like um, there's an opportunity to make connections with different people, also there are exchange students in the classes as well. And we get to join different projects uh, at the university through the program too, like for example, student-led events, or you can engage in different presentations and also collaborative work, like a group work assignments as well. And we get to learn about other cultures too daily. And we get to meet people from different backgrounds too, obviously. And we get to join the program like this as well, like an ambassador. program. So yeah, in short, there are a lot of opportunities. Yeah. um,
0: I really like those. And I think uh, what I especially liked is that you said that, um, there is a connection between the between the students and the courses, even though um, it is online. So you are all now, because of the current situation, of course, studying online. And I would like to just ask you, what are your experiences with that? Um, Tara, you are in Canada, so you have quite a huge uh, time difference. Um, yeah, can you maybe explain how you are um, handling that and how it's going?
1: Yeah, the, the nine hour time difference um, was definitely an adjustment initially. Um, basically, my operational hours or my school hours became um 11 p.m. to to 7 a.m. Um, <laughs> at the beginning of beginning of September, and truthfully, it was a little bit of a, uh, it was definitely a difficult transition right off the bat. Uh, the first week was kind of was was pretty difficult. I was pretty tired. Um, but then it didn't uh it didn't feel so bad anymore, and and I adapted to it. Um. But and a and a big reason why it was easier to adapt was just the support from um from my from my peers, my classmates, as well as from um our lecturers and our, and our profs and the rest of the faculty. Um, they were you know very encouraging and very appreciative too of of the fact that you know I was making the effort because it it was important to me to participate. I mean, online learning, um, being so far away, um. I think that participation is, is very important but it's also about having a community a community that you want to participate in and that welcomes you in your participation um and that was definitely given and um right off the bat so it it made it um it just increased my motivation to to adapt and and overcome essentially um to the to the online online learning but making it as synchronous as I possibly could um and and truthfully that's kind of been the trend ever since I now try to um, you know, now that the days are are shorter and uh, as winter kind of progresses, it's definitely getting harder to do the then the night shifts especially from not seeing the sun all the way I, I suppose as everybody who is in finland it tells me that that's exactly what is going on in finland <laughs> so it's almost like i'm in finland without being in finland <laughs> so i would like to see it as i'm training <laughs> i'm training i'm in training uh before i get there um so the time difference has it's uh it's been interesting for sure it's been a ride uh, it's been something to adapt to, but just having the sense of community that um, L.E.T. has, both between the first years and, and the second years, or the upper years, and, um, and you know, our, our KUMIs are, are also incredibly supportive. Um, so just having that sense of community, even though everybody, or lots of people are all over the world, um, it's definitely made the world of a difference in the online learning environment. Um, so now you are not
0: uh, nine hours away, but uh, have you had similar experiences in the Edlow program with the sense of community and so on?
2: Yeah, I don't have a um, problem of the time difference right now, but um, of course, in the beginning, the expectation was a little bit different because we were looking forward to having this in-person. Uh, teaching in general, but because we're in this situation we just have to handle this situation well, and then we get to experience this online education. So if you look at the positive side, I think we are all learning, like Tara said, um, to how to cope with this um, online studying in general, and also making a sense of community and togetherness, even from the distance. And I think we're doing a pretty good job altogether. And um, I feel like as an education student, it's also a privilege to be able to experience this as well, because I feel like, you know, due to this um, situation, I feel like the definition of education is also changing. And we get to think about the redefinition of education, how it's going to be for the future after the pandemic as well. So I think that's also a part of the learning as well. And all the materials are online and I don't really have any um, difficulty trying to learn um, online, trying to collect all the materials and literature because you can access it too. And then like Tara said before, I think the support from the classmates also from the teachers are very, very important for us. And then um, I think that's been really helpful too. So, yeah, um, even though we don't get to stay in the campus together and then I feel like maybe the conversation in between the classes just like, you know, like a casual chat about what what did you think about the class is a little bit like missing. But then we still um, contact each other whenever we want to talk about something and we get to have discussion anytime we want. So I think we do really have a sense of community and togetherness. Rohit you have you're in your second year so you have experienced
0: studying before this pandemic uh what can you tell us about studying at the university of Oulu in a normal situation
3: <laughs> that's a good question to see it as a normal situation i i, I would say the many things uh would would be same other than this face-to-face meetings so uh one of the best thing which i like about uh pedagogical approach here for teaching is that they focus on collaboration a lot. So that gives us an opportunity to build relations among the the other colleagues, to learn from them and to help each other. So that aspect really helped us a lot in this situation where teachers and students, we all were still, we are learning a lot uh, to adapt into the situation also i would say that especially in finland this uh, like network issue or like any technical glitches are very rare so we used to get like these 24/7 electricity and network is pretty much taken for granted which is not true in many other parts of the world so these things definitely add on to the uh, like approach the they take for the uh, for for their teaching processes. So I would say the difference the pain difference still is just we are not getting the face to face meetings that often and as Natshua pointed out, like some off task chat about courses are somehow missing. But still we manage to do those things through WhatsApp or Slack or other resources so it has been quite a learning for us especially in learning education and technology program we have focused on this kind of approach like how technology can in, uh, incorporate within this learning system so that has been quite interesting i would say
0: so it's actually kind of a very good uh practical experience you're having right now so you're kind of yeah teaching in the way that you are learning to teach later in a way
3: yeah and actually like this uh, also point out to some of the limitations of technology such as the emotion recognition as to say like when we are face to face we can easily detect how the other person is feeling and we can regulate our emotions accordingly but when we are more on this online environment it becomes difficult to think like how other person is thinking so like these small challenges somehow motivate uh, us to think through like how we can make this technology more uh, effective in some sense.
1: Rohit and Tara, you both have a background
0: in engineering. Can you maybe explain uh, what sparked your interest in education and how you actually ended up there? Rohit, maybe you can just continue.
3: Yeah, Uh, like like during the engineering classes, I remember I always wanted to apply what I am learning theoretically because engineering is all about application it's applied science so the application i uh, mainly use is somehow related to education so that was a first link to education and how i can support students uh, through those small interventions which i was doing at that time but later on i joined a startup which is working in the field of Uh, science communication and there I get more into this education domain and to learn about what kind of approaches are more helpful for teaching or conveying the transferring the learning uh, to other students so maybe like that experience as well as my technical background somehow motivated me then to combine both of these skills through this learning and education technology program
0: Mhm and Tara how how was it for you how did you uh recognize the the passion for education um in engineering
1: I'd say um a couple a couple of different ways i mean um i'd always kind of had a proclivity towards um education um i remember before i before i went into engineering education was definitely something that i considered but not so much in a teaching Standpoint, but more in in curriculum, um, particularly in you know science communication, um, especially for mathematics. Um, And I kind of found that emphasized throughout um, engineering because I realized that technology can be a very, very, very powerful tool in the classroom, as it was um, quite essential in my own learning through different Mm. uh, technological tools. Um, Once I graduated uh, engineering, I spent um, a couple years in the education system just as a tutor for various uh, STEM subjects. And I found that a lot of students just with the absent, um, well, not having, essentially not having uh, technology in their learning, even though that was what they were most used to, especially in the upcoming generation, um, it was really taking away from their learning experience. Um, and for me in engineering, a big part of engineering is problem solving. So I saw that as a problem and then, you know, I wanted to solve it. And it wasn't enough to just, um, you know, be able to identify the problem. It was, okay, what skills do I need um, to enter into education while bringing my engineering um, background into it? So I needed to have the qualifications in the learning sciences as well. Um, I didn't want to do this in a teaching route which truthfully is kind of the only thing that's offered in, in Canada. Was um, a Bachelor of Education in Teaching, I wanted to learn more about education and technology and learning and how that all ties together. Um, but so through engineering and just how critical technology was in, in my own learning, and I can recognize that in the upcoming generation especially, that they most certainly need a technology-enhanced learning environment. Um, that's kind of what motivated me to go into the learning sciences. Mm. And then you all, so you
0: all wanted to learn more about education and you all ended up in Oulu in, in Finland. Um, not so you study education and globalization. So you were obviously looking for a global aspect in your studies and found this exactly in this program that has this name. Um, but why is that? Uh, why do you think globalization is an important
2: aspect of education? Um, I think everything... Started when I was in primary school, I was inspired by my own teachers and I wanted to become a teacher. I always wanted to make education the center of my life. And so I went into the bachelor degree studying um, primary school education and also language education. And then I went into uh, language education and I was teaching Japanese language to international students in the language school in Kyoto. And then I realized throughout the communication with the students and also with the teachers, we exchange a lot of different ideas, not just um, learning about each other's cultures, but then also learning about each other or ourselves or our our identities or just um, different ways of thinking in general. And then I thought, oh, it's got a lot of potential in this um, environment studying together um people coming together from like different backgrounds and studying together in the same class or in the same course so i wanted to study much more about that and then i decided to go into the master's degree uh, program so i wanted to uh, study and research more about international um, cooperation international um studies in general, intercultural uh, competence, intercultural communications, and then also uh, what kind of impact it can have in this globalized world, because the world is changing um, right now, day by day. And then I wanted to find um, a way to move forward for the education, just like I said before, um, like redefining education. So I thought it would be very, very interesting and helpful for me to study um all the issues that's connected to education and also globalization so i was looking for um program that tackles issues not just from uh, one perspective but then from different perspectives from different parts of the world and i found this program of edu at the university of order and then i thought like wow um this sounds like what i am looking for so I just had to come to this program. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you just studied a few a few weeks or or months ago. Um, so what are you you looking forward if in your time during your time in Oslo your future for the next uh, two years?
2: A lot of things. <laughs> well, <laughs> obviously I'm looking forward to the courses. Um, all the contents sound really interesting as well. So I'm looking forward to gaining wider perspectives and trying to get to know um, very different and new ideas. And I wanna be more open to those ideas as well. And I'm looking forward to the personal growth in general. Um, I feel like my ideas are evolving and changing um, every day after I joined this program as well, like inspired by the discussions and the lectures too. So I'm looking forward to what kind of person I can be throughout the programme too, Um, not just in the courses, but also joining the projects with other students and working on the event and also um, doing the collaborative work with them as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, Tara, what about you? What are you looking forward to? Yeah, lots of things. That's a hard question. Truthfully, at the top of my list, what I'm looking forward to most is actually arriving in Finland. That's my number one is getting to Finland. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. Um, But I'm looking forward to a lot of it, truthfully. Um, I think that, honestly, the program really does kind of push me outside of my comfort zone because I'm used to um, such an applied science where everything is, is very rigorous and it's very black and white. It's very right or wrong, yes or no. Um so I'm really looking forward to exploring um a more qualitative science where um everything is very um individualistic. Um it's very contextual and it's very constructive. So I'm very much looking forward to kind of shifting um my mindset um from the rigor and from the yes no black white the very binary way of thinking um and just kind of exploring you know connecting with with my peers and both current students and alumni and just hearing about their stories in education um their experiences what you know what have they found that works in education but whether they are whether through their experience through various roles in education um or in their own personal pursuits in education um and or perhaps you know what issues have they found? Just kind of the overall discussions to have with um, with other like-minded individuals who are also interested in education and the learning sciences of you know because that's kind of that's kind of what all all brought us here was an interest or a passion for it and um, and a want to improve it or contribute to it in some meaningful way. So connecting with with like-minded individuals is definitely something that I'm very much looking forward to. Um, and then of course, just the, the, um, the experience of living abroad, um, in Finland again, once I get there, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, you know, whether that's biking in looks I, um, but especially the cinnamon buns, I've heard amazing things about <laughs> the cinnamon buns. I'm very much looking forward to that. So those are probably my, my top things that I'm looking forward to.
0: Yeah, well, let's hope you can arrive soon and then have some cinnamon buns. But before we finish, uh, I would also like to ask Rohit. You have now started your second year. What are you looking forward to for your future in aulu
3: I think uh, it's it's always bit difficult to see uh, the future in advance, but I could share like what I have done in last one years and what direction I see myself going. So in last one year, like I I wasn't expecting that many things to be covered, which I did. So I would say that university's main focus on this multidisciplinary research has really helped me in not only learning about education, but at the same time combining the technological courses, especially from information engineering, and the programs like mentorship program uh, has really helped me to uh, build a plan for the career. So it was not only about completing your master's, but to think at least create your forward CV for next four or five years. And also there is a very unique thing in, uh, especially in Olu, as it's a very entrepreneurial driven uh, city, I would say that there are many small companies which have very strong ties with university. So there is this kind of co development project in which schools, industries, and universities all three are involved, and they are building on uh, some new project for the students. So I got opportunity to work on that kind of a pro- uh, project. So it was very unique in uh, some sense as an experience. So now I would more look forward to my thesis, which is more in the direction of learning analytics. So I would think more about like how I can combine all these diverse experiences I've had and make something productive out of it. So I would be like really thankful to whatever I have got in all by far.
0: Mm. Well, thank you very much for um, this, uh, this podcast, all the best for your uh, different futures. This was the UniOlo podcast. Uh, If you want to know more about our UniOlo Ambassadors, then you can uh, follow our UniOlo Ambassadors Facebook page, or you can read our student stories on the university website. Yeah, again, thank you very much and all the best for your future.